We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in ten seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's up? We are back. Uh, we've got a special guest today. We, I think we've been trying to get him on for a while. We, we've talked a little bit, but we haven't actually got it nailed down and, and set. But we finally got him. Our guest, Tyro Reed, 2008 national champion. And Tyro, the first question I want to ask you is, are you the winningest player in Kansas history? Because I feel like you might be, but I didn't do the research. So I figured I'd just ask you, aren't you quite possibly the winningest player in KU history? I think so. I like – I lucked into it, really, is, is, is what happened. Because um, I came in with three other guys. I came in with Cole Aldrich, Connor Tehan, and Chase Buford. And those guys should, I mean, essentially all be winning as players as well. But Cole left a year early. Uh, Connor redshirted my senior year. And uh, Chase didn't play his senior year here. So I just lucked into it and played with a bunch of really good guys. Yeah. Yeah, because you were on, like, three teams that only lost, like, three or so games with 08, 10, and 11. Not yep, bad. exactly. Lost three games. Lost nine games in three years, and then, yeah, we lost, what, seven <laughs> or eight the other year? That's crazy. Um, so, obviously, you're from Burlington, Kansas kid. I was watching your senior night earlier, and Bill kind of talked about 
um, how they were kind of late getting into the recruitment. Were you obviously you were a KU fan growing up, so were you kind of just waiting and waiting for that KU offer? I really was. I mean, they were like the last school that I was. I mean, I always wanted to go there, but they were the last school that showed me a good amount of interest. I, I had a, I had a, I took a visit to Stanford. Um, I had a visit set up to North Carolina because I was close with Coach Williams because you know he was here at Kansas when I was growing up. My dad coached all the Roy Williams basketball camps, and uh, you know I, I knew him really well. And he he re- they recruited me hard, so. You know, that was kind of – I was either going to go the East Coast or the West Coast, and KU was kind of the last uh, last option. And Coach Coach Self kind of told me that he knew I was down the, down the road, and I basically just kind of wore him down. He's like, I watched you play, and I knew you were good, but I didn't know how good, and I kept watching, and then he just kind of wore me down where I was like, if we don't offer this kid, I guess uh, we might regret it, but who, who knows. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a that would have been a bad miss. He would have been hearing about that for a while. Um, so you get to KU your freshman year. Obviously, you're playing for a team that's completely stacked. And I I don't know if this is 100 percent accurate, but did you consider redshirting? I feel like Bill has in the past said that he wished he would have redshirted. Was that something you guys talked about before the year? You know, that's something we. He, we never really talked about it. I think just because, um, you know, B rush was coming off of an ACL injury and I, and I had a pretty good freshman summer, if I remember right, where, um, like my individual, like we do individuals in the summer and my individual group was Sharon, Mario and Russ Rob. So like I was getting beat up by those guys like every day and like made me way better as a player. But, no, so I was in this great group of guards and, and you know, it just really helped me uh, kind of get comfortable with college basketball. But I don't think we ever really discussed redshirting. He, he, he says, like, you definitely should have redshirted one year so we could have kept you for, for another. But it just didn't work out that way. And, uh, I mean, I don't have any regrets that I didn't for sure. I mean, I was involved with a bunch of uh, yeah. good teams and you know, I maybe didn't play a ton when I was a freshman, but I was happy to be part of that. Yeah. Um, so obviously you just talked about how tough those guards were just feel like a bunch of those guys on that 08 team were just dogs and we're kind of wondering like what those practices were like and how intense they were because you got guys like Russ Robb and Sharon and Mario B. Rush some guys that kind of talk shit and stuff like that definitely definitely (laughs) I mean they were they were intense they were fun um I think it was probably like coach self had to do the least coaching that year because we were just so, uh, veteran heavy. Um, so it was one of those things. It was super easy for us freshmen to just, I mean, we just stepped right in and, and fell in line with the guys. We didn't, there wasn't much that we had to do cause we just followed along with what everybody else was doing. Cause, cause they had it figured out. Um, practices were great, man. I mean, it was probably the most, uh, between my, between probably my junior year and my uh, freshman year, it was probably the the most talented teams that we had from top to bottom. And uh, but yeah, I just remember that like practices were so smooth because I mean guys just knew what to do. Coach didn't have to coach a lot because the guys they'd been in the system for two or three years, and yeah, I was really the one that they were yelling at because I was the one messing up the plays, not not anybody else. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I those team that team is obviously absurd, but uh, I think we've talked about this on the pod before, where we like look back on that year, and obviously that team had high expectations. But was there like a game your freshman year that stands out? Like the game I always think about is that Boston College game on the road, where you guys went there and just absolutely murdered Boston College for forty straight yeah. minutes. Like with, and I feel like that was the first game where everyone was like, "All right, this team, this team." gonna win it all like do you remember or was it from was it from the start for you where you were like we're freaking insanely good yeah i think uh that, that's i mean i remember that boston college game everybody was clicking that game it was um you know i think it was just probably more or less just like us rattling off like 20 straight wins uh i think it was 20 straight wins that year that i knew that we we had something special um and, like, I didn't really understand it, though, at the time, I would say, because, you know, I'm a freshman, um, just kind of figuring everything out along the way. And, like, D Manning used to always come and tell, like, me and Cole, who were kind of freshmen. Early on, I was in the rotation a little bit when before B. Rush came back. And he was like, man, you guys just don't know how good you have it right now. Like, we're, we're, we're winning everything. Uh, you guys are having a chance to contribute a little bit, uh, but there's no pressure on you, like zero, because if you suck, then you can go sit by me the rest of the game, and it's not going to hurt us at all. <laughs> um, so I I think just just the whole kind of first, I guess, half of the season and us just kind of barreling through all those wins, I, I knew we had, we knew we had a chance. That's awesome. I mean, like as a – I guess as a, a Kansas kid, that was always a dream. And B, B were you saying that did he, did your dad predict like tell Bill Self or something that he's like this? My son's gonna win a national title. Is that something somebody said in a speech? Yeah, uh, I think I, I I didn't really know that, but I think like my dad and Coach Self were you know were 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 cool probably way before me and Coach Self were just because my dad coached in the camps and. Um, you know, uh, had gotten a, a personal relationship with coach, but I think he did. I think he said, yeah, you know, if you, if Tyrell comes there, you guys will win a national championship in their four years. I didn't expect it to be the first year. And I definitely wished it would have been a, uh, uh, a couple more times while I was there and we, we had opportunities, but I guess my, either my dad had really good faith or he just guessed right. So one of the two. That's a good guess. It's been 20 years, so that was, I mean, that was an impressive, impressive guess to, to make to a guy like Bill Self. So, uh, uh, sticking with the 08 season, Bill finally gets over the hump, gets to the Final Four. You guys beat Steph Curry and end up facing UNC in the semifinal game. Did that game mean more to you, like, than anyone else, or just was it kind of personal for you? You just knew, like, what the stakes were there just because – I mean, you talked about Roy recruiting you and Roy leaving KU. So did that UNC game mean more to you? I don't think it meant more to me just because I was – I was, I mean, I was kind of a scrub. I was sitting on the end of the bench just being the biggest cheerleader. So, uh, you know, I think for our fans, because that was the first time I think we'd, we'd come up against Coach Williams um, since he had left. I think it was just such a huge game. And, uh, I mean, we were – I mean, we hadn't been to the – I mean, that was that was that Coach Self's first Final Four as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know, I think just everything behind it, we were we were just like you know, we finally have made it. So we uh, 
I don't feel like there was much pressure. We felt like, you know, we, we were meant to be here. The monkey's off of our back. Um, let's just go out and play. And obviously, I didn't, I didn't play, but the guys did. Uh, I played for like 15 seconds that game. I got to dribble the ball out at the end. Nice. And, then, uh, and then Jeremy Case came and stole it from me. Um, and I think, I think Jeremy still might have that ball somewhere. So I think he actually has it. There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its back its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July, but right now UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has NFL or has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best prop in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Smart. Do you man. think there was some? Do you think there was some pressure on Bill throughout that tournament, or like were you guys hearing some stuff just about how Bill? He'd kind of been there for about five years. He played in two elite eights before then. Was there some pressure on him at all? I think there was. Um, I, I don't. I don't think we felt it. Um, just because. As players, you know, it's just like a revolving door of new guys um, all the time. So I don't think you particularly feel that as a, as a player, but I'm sure for coach there was that uh, uncertainty that he hadn't quite, uh, you know, had had such good teams and hadn't quite got there. But, yeah, once we got there, it felt like it was, you know, we were just destined and meant to be. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what, a, what a great Final Four, too, to have – all four number ones. I mean, the first time and only time that's ever happened. Yeah. It's still, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but that first half against North Carolina, is that the best like basketball a team you've ever played on is played for the 20 minutes they did in that first half? I mean, it had to be up there. It had to be up there. Uh, I mean, just, this, yeah. What? 40 to 12. Is that what yeah. it was? Be 40 like 12. to 12. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what you, you hope to do in your like preseason games, right? Get up on a team 40 to 12, but in the final four to, to come out and play with, I mean, when they have Hansborough and Ty Lawson and uh, was Danny green. I don't, I can't remember who was all on the team. Green yeah. I mean, like they had a, on that team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had a squad, um, but yeah, we just came out and we're, we're firing all, all cylinders. And when that happens, it's, it's going to be tough to beat. So. Yeah, and everyone played good. Even Cole was Cole was amazing in that game too. Yeah, he had an opportunity and, and gave him some good minutes. Uh, you know, Cole's one of those dudes that you could put him in any game, and I don't think he feels much pressure because he's just kind of a a guy that's going to steal extra possessions, block shots, get rebounds, play mm -hmm. hard, and that's all he did. And and uh, I mean, good things happened for for those. I don't even know if, what maybe ten fifteen minutes he played that game. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I remember the whole storyline going to that game was like, can Kansas keep up with Carolina? And it was like, well, it's 40 to 12. So, yes, I think they can. So, that's yeah, the most fun yeah, I've exactly. ever had watching a basketball game. So, that was um, incredible. But, okay, so obviously Memphis game, that was – I feel like we've talked about that game so many times on uh, right podcast. So, I don't, I don't know how many details I want to get into. But what I do want to ask about is – the celebration after. I mean, 
what I want to know what you did. I know you were 18, so I don't know. You probably couldn't get too crazy. Maybe you could. I mean, you probably could. You could do whatever you wanted. But uh, <laughs> what did you do that night? You know, what's funny is I was actually 18 and then I was 19 because my birthday was the day of the game. Or it was the day wow. after the game. That's incredible. So, uh, yeah, the game was on the 7th, April 7th, and my birthday is the 8th. So we were like leaving the arena and it was like flipping, you know, it was like 11 or, or 12. And I remember it was just like flipping over to my birthday. I was like, I mean, this is probably never going to have much of a better birthday than that. Right. Winning national championship going into your birthday. So, um, I mean, as far as the celebration, I mean, it was just, uh, we, we came back mainly and, uh, we had, a like the, the top floor of the hotel pretty much rented out. We had a, all everybody's family and, and friends over and, you know, some, some adult beverages were able to be consumed and, uh, just chilling with, with, with your teammates. I think Brennan, uh, and spoon might've had some, some stuff going on at the, uh, at the river walk that night. <laughs> and, uh, I just, I, I just remember being, everybody was a zombie getting on that plane the next morning. Uh, not a lot of sleep and uh it didn't really matter though so i think we uh we had the old girly on the show and it sounds like girly's night was a little more wild than <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah mine wasn't too rough just because um i just i was one of the, i was a freshman i just kind of blended in i didn't i didn't do anything too crazy i didn't want to get i don't i don't need to get kicked off the team or uh do anything thing too crazy um but yeah, I just re I remember the flight. I remember the bus to the to the plane that there was like not a word said. No, everybody was just like, "Get me home." Just, yeah, get me on a plane. Let me sleep for another three, you know, two hours. And and you guys had to go to like the football stadium the next day, right? It was awful weather. It was cold. It was rainy. Um, yeah, we went to the went to the. I mean. It was great, you know, to have that kind of support and, and that and that weather. Um, I mean, it, it was awesome. But I remember it was just kind of a, you know, it's San Antonio. It's sunny, warm, great. And then we come back to like cold, rainy Kansas. It was kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Brennan for jumping in the river walk. Yeah. Shout out Brennan. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was a uh, fun fun night for him. I'm sure. Have you seen the golf game on Twitter? All these guys golfing? They're horrible. I know. I, 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 I talked to – I was up at KU today. I do some, I do some stuff uh, with the athletes as far as therapy goes on Thursdays. And I saw Coach Self today, and he was trying to – I think he's going to try to golf this week, and he was asking me if I could, if I could golf. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, but I was, I was, we were talking about the, the little deal they're doing, and he was just like – some of these coaches are so bad. He's like, it's unreal. And I was like, and Brennan and uh, Brennan and Case, they're pretty good. Um, I've only seen like the first hole. I haven't seen like the, the I don't know, 17 and 18 yet. But uh, yeah, oh. I know. I know that Coach Self said Jarrence wouldn't probably shoot seven 700 if he like legitimately 700 <laughs> if he played if he played the game right. It would take Jarrence. 48 hours to get through 18 holes like that. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's great content. He oh, yeah. Club, he has his club six feet behind the ball. Exactly. He, <laughs> he really, he's like trying to play. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. 
But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. A high shot, I guess. His his, uh, his feet are so far behind the, the ball, but uh, I don't think he, he knows what he's doing. But what a good dude. And I'm, I mean, great of him to just go out there and, and have fun. So, <laughs> have you, well, uh, I assume you played around in golf with Bill. Bill's got a nice swing. I, I've always said, like, my biggest dream is to play around in golf with Bill. Like, he seems like a guy that chirps a little bit. He'll be on you, if you especially if you're playing for a little money. Have you, have you played with him? Uh, I've played a few times with him. He, uh, is he's a he's a good player um you know he, he he's got a pretty swing um you know he's just a guy you can tell it's been on a golf course for uh, a few times in his life and uh you know is a great is a great person to play with he's cracks jokes it's funny um yeah a guy that definitely everybody if, if you had a chance to play with he would be a be a good be a good member of a foursome that's awesome so, um, going to your sophomore year, you guys lose shit. Russ Rob, Mario Vera, Shady, Darnell, all those guys. And obviously you go from not playing a whole lot to having a bigger role. Was that kind of something you embrace or that, that kind of make you a little nervous? No, I think I, I think we embraced it because we, we, you know, I think once, uh, once my freshman year was done, we knew that we knew it was going to be a, uh, cleaning the house basically with, I mean, five guys were drafted, had a bunch of seniors. and uh, So, yeah, I was excited about having a bigger role. Uh, I knew we had a bunch of good players coming in. Uh, but, yeah, I, don't th- I just don't think we knew what we had uh, until we got there and started playing and practicing because um, we just have to see how the pieces fit together. But it was, a, it was fun, man, the Twins coming in. Uh, who else did we – was Tyshawn – was he a freshman that year? Yeah. yeah. Tyshawn, I think we had what Tyrone Appleton and Quintrell Thomas were there. Uh, but yeah, I mean we had a bunch of different guys, and uh, yeah, that year that year kind of has a bad taste in my mouth too, just with how we how we finished. We were we were getting a lot better at the end of the season, and we definitely yeah. kind of choked that last game off a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, Cole weird. had a huge huge game in round two, and then I mean I'm a homer, but I feel like if you guys pull that one off against Michigan State, I think you guys are in the Final Four again. So. At least to get right. Two. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's how I see it every time. I think we should have should freaking win it every game every year. But uh, <laughs> I think I think it hurt worse because we played Michigan State earlier in the year and we got destroyed. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was it was awful. I mean, they were just that they were so much better than us at that time. And, um, and then you know we, you play again in the NCAA tournament and we have you know, a lead basically going into the last couple minutes and uh, find a way to find a way to lose really. And instead of find a way to win. 
I mean, it was weird. It felt like that team exceeded expectations, but you were, you're right. Like by the time it got to March Madness, it was like, okay, this team is way better than we ever dreamed of. And now let's go make a freaking final four. So that, that game did hurt, but I felt like we were still kind of on the national title honeymoon where it was like, all right, it's whatever. We won the national title last year. So we'll be fine. But right. I'm sure for you as a player where it's like your first year of having a goal suck a lot. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like, you know, making it to the, to the to the sweet 16 um was like it was kind of where probably people saw us but as a team i think we knew we were better we were definitely at that time of year we were better than that and, and, and losing at that time felt like we underachieved for sure uh with the guys that we had um yeah. you know if we you, we, you make it to an uh, elite eight or a final four then that i mean that that's a team that goes from a super average preseason conference to, uh, you know, uh, having a really, really, really good season. Yeah. So that, I mean, that year was fun, but I feel like junior year was where uh, the big time expectations were back. Like preseason number one, first off, Sharon and Cole returned. And I know you were really close to Cole. You still are. Were you, were you shocked by that? Like, did you expect them to both return? I did. I did. I mean, I think, I think both of the guys were just kind of, you know, Cole especially was, was still yet to have a, maybe a breakout season, I guess you could say where he is, uh, you know, one of our definite go-tos Sharon being a senior uh, that year. I, I, you know, I think he just wanted to, you know, have a, a good finish to his career as well, you know, losing, losing the year before just didn't feel right. So having a, an opportunity to come back and it be, I mean, his team essentially um, in a way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were good. We were good. We had some, we had some guys that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so reached out to Tyshawn the other day. He talked about how you guys, uh, you guys were roommates on the road games, right? Uh-huh. Yep. He told me he told me to ask you about the fights he got in with his girlfriend before bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, the only good thing about Tyshawn doing that for all for like those two years was like I have a little one year old now, so I'm really used to it because him screaming for like two hours with his whoever he was screaming at, whether it be his family, his girlfriend, uh <laughs> his boy, I don't, you know, his, his boys, whoever it was, I don't think he ever had a quiet conversation. So I, I parenthood's easy. He can talk. <laughs> oh, he can talk. And, uh, he, <laughs> he'd always have it on speakerphone too. And it was so loud and I could hear everything that was going on. I just kind of put the pillow over my head and just try to go to bed. But like, I feel like you're, you're a really nice guy that doesn't like confrontation. Was there ever a point you snapped and we're just like Tyshawn? Please shut the hell up. Uh, I'm sure there was because, you know, after a while, you, you know, you, you know, your boys on the team, so you're not afraid to to tell them how it is. I'm sure I did. Did he listen? Probably not. So I probably, after a while, I just gave up and and, and moved on. He yelled louder for sure. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny that you bring that up because that. He was my roommate for two years, and then Sharon was my roommate for two years. So, uh, and then the only, the only, the only thing I hated about Sharon was he would keep the room at like ninety degrees. So I, I, 
lose like 15 pounds before every game. I'm surprised <laughs> I, also, I never cramped. I reached out to him too. I said, do you have any memories or stories about Tyrell? And the only thing he said is, man, he had the stinkiest feet. <laughs> hey, I, I will, I will say that. I, <laughs> I don't think they were that, I don't think they smelled that bad. I, my, my feet sweat. <laughs> my, they sweat like crazy. So that's through the 90 degree room. Exactly. I mean, he was, he was causing half of it probably. Um, <laughs> I guess the only funny thing about my feet, the, the things I remember about my, my feet is I, I did have a shoe dryer, like the football players, you know how you put your, like your cleats after they're wet on like a shoe dryer. I had one for a basketball player, which doesn't happen. <laughs> like they brought it on the road for me. I'd put my shoes on it. Uh, Cause I used to sweat through my shoes. I, I, we were playing at Cal and uh, like I had the best game of my like my, my career out there at Cal and midway through the second half, like my, like, the, like Zion this year, like my complete bottom of my shoe just ripped off because the glue like just gave, it wasn't like that I was so powerful and strong like Zion. It was just my sweaty feet had just like melted the glue off of my shoe. So they had to go in at go in at like a TV timeout, grab me new shoes to put on. I've never heard of someone sweat. I, I, it always blows my mind when the coaches sweat through their like, suit jackets but shoes is like a whole different game that's impressive honestly so yeah i mean i can see how they'd get a little sneaky sometimes <laughs> yeah, i guess thanks Sharon. i'm glad that was the one thing he remembered about me i appreciate it he also said that you helped him make his sprints so yeah i used to just kind of be his i don't know I'd, I'd grab his jersey and just pull him a little bit make sure he got, made it on time so i don't have to run anymore <laughs> That's awesome. So that year, um, I'm just trying to think of some games. I guess the main game that sticks out to me from that season is at K-State in Bramlage. I think we were like number two. We were playing for a chance to go to number one, but they were they were pretty good that year. Um, I feel like that was when K-State was at their peak of like they were good. We were really good. They hated us. I mean, did did you hate the K-State fan base? Like, were they on you, or were they more on, like, the guys like Sharon and, and Cole and the Morris twins and them? Or did, did you have to deal with it being a Kansas kid? I'm sure they were on you a little bit. Yeah, they were on me a little bit. But, uh, I mean, everything they probably said to me just got old. You know, there was nothing too much to probably dig up on me. And uh, I kind of kept my nose pretty clean. So I was probably pretty boring for them to pick on. So definitely. Uh, you know, Sharon and those guys got a lot harder than I did. And I was, I was, you know, I thought the K-State fans, they were, you know, they were always, uh, you know, it was a great place to play. I mean, Bramlage versus Kansas is like one of the best venues in college basketball as well. Um, place gets loud and they're right, their student sections right on top of you. But uh, I, I always felt that Missouri was our, you know, kind of our, our bigger rival, I guess you'd say, although K-State was, uh, was a great – they had a great program at that time for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we talked about how we had uh, Sharon and Ty on the show, and we kind of – I mean, just as a diehard KU fan, that 2010 team just – that loss obviously stings, but when they, they kind of talk about how the chemistry was just kind of off that year, there was just maybe some drama between maybe Xavier and things like that. Did you kind of feel that way or? Yeah. I mean, I, I, something just didn't maybe click as well that season. Uh, you know, we, we had just so many talented guys, 
you had X, who was a, I mean, X is a great teammate. Uh, I mean, I love Xavier, and uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to him in a while, but last time I last time I, I saw him was uh, a few years back at, at at Cole's wedding. I mean, it was like, uh, it was just like we were still boys back in back at Kansas, even though he was only there a year. So I don't really know if it was too much about like uh, that we didn't click as like a team. I just feel like we were just so talented and trying to fit the pieces together. Something, uh, yeah, we were, something just didn't maybe, maybe fit that year. And I don't know exactly what it was. I mean, it, it's wild to say that considering you guys were what 31 and two going into that Northern Iowa game or whatever you were, but yeah, it was weird. I remember when we talked to Sharon and Tyshawn, they both kind of agreed like, yeah, we just we we weren't feeling great going into that tournament, which blew my mind because as a, as a kid watching that team, it was like everyone's picking you guys to win it all. Obama, <laughs> literally, right? Everyone. Yeah, so, just I know that, like the bench was even super good. Like even guys that didn't play, like T. Rob and yeah. like Wendy and Elijah, just like ten guys that just could hoop. I mean, when you've got T. Rob and Jeff Withy on your on your bench, and those guys are pros. I mean, that just tells you how deep we were that year. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, like I was saying, you know, that was maybe one of the most talented teams I played with. You know, um, and it was just a huge letdown with us losing that game, and the, you know, kind of the way we lost, and the whole Cinderella story. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it, that's the one game uh, that. You know, the, my junior and senior year, those you know, those two games that we we finished on. Obviously, you you wish you had them back and you had a chance to play them again. And it just the the way it ended was was uh, pretty devastating. But hey, you just got to move on and and keep plugging plugging along. March is brutal, dude. It sucks. Yeah, I have a love hate relationship with that NCAA tournament. Every year, I think about uh, all the ups and the downs. Like I. I love the tournament for what it is, but I hate the tournament for what it is. If we have a three-game series, I think you know it's like the NBA: the best, the best team always wins. The NCAA tournament—that's just that's just not how it is. And that's what makes it great. What I always say is it sucks. Like if 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 college basketball was like college football playoff, and you just took the top four teams, Bill Self would be in the Final Four almost every freaking year. So it just—it's right. brutal. The tournament. He always he you know, always won the first game too. Brutal, but. Yeah, it is what it is. That team was that team was still super fun. I mean, you you look back at that roster, and I think it's, you can make the case that that's the most talented roster we've ever had, more than some teams that went farther. For sure, and, it, and it, you know the thing about my I feel like about my junior and senior year is that like all you think about is how much of a letdown it was, and we lost. We went into the NCAA tournament with two losses both times, and it was like a a huge letdown season, which it was. I mean, when you're at Kansas, it's it's national championship or bust, and that's what's great about this place. Right? I mean, that's that's what that's our expectations every year. So uh, when you when you come up short, it, it hurts that much worse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, looking at your senior year, I feel like that team. I don't know if the expectations were huge, like super high for that team, but that ended up being one of my favorite KU teams ever. It just seemed like you guys that whole year clicked incredibly well. But the game I want to talk about, or at least the moment I want to talk about from that year was 
you go into Columbia to play Missouri. You said that that was like the kind of your big rival. And I think my favorite moment ever with you is you hit a big three in the corner and you turn and you scream in the student section's face. And I've always wondered, did you like plan that for four years? Like, all right, if I hit a big shot in Columbia, I'm, I'm giving it to these people. Or were you just like a just instinct when you hit a big shot, it just takes over? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a guy that shows much emotion when I played. Uh, I was never, like, smart enough to, like, you know, do something like that when I hit a three. I it, I don't know. Whenever I see guys do that, I'm almost impressed because I'm like, man, I hit a shot. I'm thinking, all right, where's my man? I'm getting back. Uh, so for me just to, to yell, I guess it just it just came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I do remember, you know, in the, in the timeout, we uh, – that's just kind of our C action play that we do where – yeah. You know, somebody would – we'd run the weave and then somebody would set a fade screen. And it's one of those things. The teams know that we're running it, but they can't stop it in a way. That's Those are the be- those are the hardest plays to guard in a way when we've got different options off of them too. But I remember Coach Self, you know, drawing it up and said, all right, this is where we're going to run. Tyrell, you're going to catch it and you're going to hit the shot in the corner. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I got, I got it. And, you know, it just – it 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 happened. Um, Coach had confidence in me. And, uh, you know, I just – was lucky to be in the position to, to knock it down. That's awesome. I feel like that, that flare screen, did, didn't you always run that play at the end of like the first half, like his clock was running down or something like that, where you'd get a three in the corner, you hit it every time. It was, it was unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we would run it a lot. I mean, we, when you've got guys like Tyshawn and Sharon, uh, that are your point guards that can literally make a play at any time. It's the hardest thing to guard when you're just doing dribble handoffs and you've got different options and, and driving lanes. And then you've got, uh, you know, the, the Morris twins setting screens for you. Uh, it's pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty money for, uh, for a guy like me to just, Hey, go to the corner and, and do your job. Ow. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped, Davey. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Sure. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too. One of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming area for a closer and more precise trimming and let's not forget about the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging deck powered by usb so many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their life they even included picks av they even included picks i mean that's unbelievable dedication from our friends at manscaped Truly stunning. I could see the smoothness for myself, and they simply aren't kidding. They just aren't. That's some crazy, stupid love shit, man. Just send nudes in the mail. (laughs) Love it. You need to try this out for yourself. And you want to know how you can do that? You can get 20% off plus free shipping 
with armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, that's 20% off in free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. Your balls will thank you. Before we get back to the show, I want to just one more time reiterate, guys, bet online. The sports world slowly making its way back. NBA is coming back. There's golf. There's UFC. There's boxing, NASCAR, international soccer. They've all resumed play, so please get out there. They've got the simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our big-time gamblers, so check it out. BetOnline offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Yeah. I mean, I feel honestly, I feel like you hit a good amount of big shots throughout your career, and you talked about how you didn't show emotion, but I can vividly remember like the Cornell three you hit in the corner where you got hype after that. I think you hit a big mm-hmm. shot against Nebraska. Like what would you say was like your favorite moment or biggest shot that you hit throughout your career? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember those three, those three shots you were kind of alluding to. Random. Cornell was randomly really good that year. Cornell was good. They had a high, one of my high school teammates on their on Cornell's roster. Uh, Jeff Reeves was on their team, and uh, yeah, they were good. I mean, they, they, I think they made the. I don't remember how well they did that year. They might have done. I, I can't remember. They were they were good though. They lost to like that John Wall team, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they were they were solid. I re, you know, coach. That's one thing about Kansas is we always schedule some really good non-conference games. And that was one that coach self said, we cannot overlook this team. I mean, they're going to be when March rolls around, they're going to be a team. Nobody wants to play. So, uh, I mean, that was a big shot. Um, probably Missouri was, was a big one just because of, you know, who we were playing. I don't think it, it wasn't, to to win the game by any means. I think it maybe put us up, kind of put the game out of reach, put it from maybe two to five or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I never really had a, a game winning shot or anything like crazy like that. So I think, I think more of my shots were probably just like momentum, yeah. you know, we're going to put the game out of reach or maybe we're, we're going South and kind of gets us going on a run again. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like we, I, I don't know if this was Brady that said it or Sharon or Ty. We asked a couple people. Um, they said, and I and we always heard this while you're at KU. It was like you were crazy athletic, highest vertical on the team. Am I right that your first career dunk came in the Big Twelve Championship game of your senior year? Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to really wait till the very end and do it. I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think when I was young, when I was like a freshman and sophomore, I. I never even thought about dunking in a game because I just didn't want to miss and get pulled out and sit on the bench. <laughs> and, and then as you get to be a junior and a senior, your, your leash gets a little longer. Uh, so I kind of knew that the repercussions of me missing wouldn't be as a, big of a deal. And I don't know. I never, you know, in practice, I would, I would, I would get, I would dunk and, you know, coach would throw me a lob play here or there. I'm, I'm still kind of salty. He never called my number like 14 as our, we usually just call our lob plays by our number. Yeah. Um, so I never heard 14 coming out of a timeout. So I'm still a little salty about that. Um, <laughs> but at least I, I say, at least I got one. Uh, oh, yeah. At least I got, at least I got one. It wasn't anything impressive, but at least I got one. It was a, it was, it was cool. I feel like it was in the middle of just like an absolute 
weren't we just routing Texas in that it was the first half or second half? I don't know. It came at a I felt like a big moment where it was like, all right, this game's getting out of control, but could be wrong. But I was pumped. At least it was a yeah, at least it was a decent game. At least it wasn't like, you know, the first game of the season when nobody's gonna remember. At least it was in the Big Twelve tournament, I guess. <laughs> you get out against Emporia State. Yeah, exactly. Tape at the end of the year. Hey. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, do you have any like funny stories about the twins or anything like that? Just because everyone knows like what the twins are like and think, and they've heard crazy stuff about them. Do you have any like? I know there's been a stories about them kind of switching jerseys at practice and things like that. But do you have any funny stories about them? Uh, funny stories. I mean. Those dudes were just hilarious. As I mean, just they didn't, they didn't have to try to be hilarious because I mean they they loved each other so much. They did everything together. Everything was was just comedy between how how similar they were. I think you know one time in boot camp it was I'm sure this story's been told, but when, you know one time in boot camp they weren't making their times. I can't remember if it was. Marcus or Marquise just basically went and sat on the sat on the end and just says like I'm done with this I, I don't I'm not on the track team and then uh, and then the other one just basically says uh, he, he he's gonna be out of this I, I'm out of this too I'm not I'm not running anymore uh, so it was just funny how they would would do everything together um, they were the best teammates though I I know they probably get a bad rap sometimes for maybe some of the off court things they've been involved with but. Those dudes are, are two of the kindest, gentlest, biggest hearts, uh, best teammates ever uh, that you could have. I mean, they'd be one of those guys if I feed the post and they, and they uh, you know, they swing the ball to me and, and I'm open and I don't shoot, they would come find me and be like, I'm not passing you the ball unless you shoot it. Like, shoot the ball. Um, yeah. And they were the best passers to play with. So for, for me as a, as a guard who was kind of, you know, known as more of a spot-up shooter, was the easiest easiest people to play play with me and Brady just move the ball and get out of the way and, and get an open shot here and there yeah that's what's crazy is we kind of talked about how 08 and 10 had some really high expectations but 11 the twins just so much chemistry like the way they I mean Keith up to I think we talked the other day Keith led the team in three-point percentage somehow but just the way they had so much chemistry and that team obviously was so close to winning it all if but yeah, just the chemistry they had together was insane. We yeah, we, they they knew exactly where each other were at. I uh, we wanted to ask. I think Sharon in a text message referred to you as Squeeze. Was that a mm-hmm. nickname you had, or is that just only Sharon they called you Squeeze? No, uh, it's funny. Like only only probably like my KU uh, teammates and coaches call me Squeeze. It was never. Uh, not like a nickname I had growing up or anything. I think my, my freshman year, uh, like Tyrell just didn't sound good. To some of the guys, it was like, uh, we need some, we need something better. And I think Shady was the one that came up with, with T squeeze. I have no idea how he came up with it. I, I remember him saying it in the, saying it in the locker room one time. And then, then it just got picked up. Coach would call coach self would call me that, uh, but it's funny because nobody else calls me that. So when I'm around my, you know, my my teammates or or coaches, and I hear it, it kind of makes me laugh because that's literally the only time I hear people say it. 
Yeah, it was hilarious when, when Sharon said that. We were like, was that, a, was that a nickname, or is he just the only person that calls him Squeeze? But Yeah, because well, I squeeze. I brought up the Cornell game when you hit the three, and he's like, yeah, Squeeze. I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. But, yeah, you got uh, – obviously, 2011, you guys were rolling through the tournament. Is that VCU game kind of the one loss at KU that hurts you the most, or – I would say so. I would say so. Just because my senior year, uh, we win that game. There's no doubt in my mind that we, we go on and finish it. It was probably one of the least watched Final Fours after that with uh, Butler. I mean, like an eight seed. Uh, UConn was like maybe, – maybe UConn was an eight seed as well. I can't remember. I, VCU, I, I don't – were they – They were 11. You, yeah. So they were 11 and eight – uh, yeah, I mean, but, if you guys win that game, you just got to go through eight seed Butler and then whatever UConn was, and they had Kimba, and they were clearly good, but the right. worst national championship ever. Yeah, it was like forty nine to forty one or something. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I even watched the game. It was one of those that once, once the season was over with, I we were kind of checked out from that because we were just, uh, yeah, pretty pretty devastated and uh, unhappy with how it finished and. Yeah, being my senior year, you know, you never have a, a chance to, to, you know, prove yourself again or, or come back from that. That's probably the, the hardest part. And, you know, I, pl- I didn't play well. You know, I shot, I shot poorly that game. And, uh, yeah, you know, as a team, we just – we had a really, really off, off night. And uh, VCU, you know, kind of they, they were, uh, you know, a pressing, trapping kind of – team that tries to get you out of out of sorts and, and they did a good job of that that night yeah i mean it's, it's we i mean we always talk about how that game's like just one of the ones that seems like the flukiest at least like i mean is that just one of those games and i don't want to keep talking about the worst loss of your career i promise but i'm always just <laughs> it's all good. i'm over it it's okay it happened <laughs> in the, in the, I, I, I can sleep at night still that's good in the, <laughs> in the tournament like when you do get off to like a slow start and shots aren't falling like do you feel I feel like when you're watching it feels like things are getting tighter and scarier and you start to think about oh my god we might lose. like do you feel that is that real or is it just you're playing basketball and shots just continue to not fall you know I, I think the tournament's different there's a different feel you know it's a uh, you know in the in the earlier earlier uh, rounds you know you're playing in an arena where there's a bunch of other teams around a bunch of other different fans. So it doesn't, it doesn't just feel the same. It's, it's got a different feel to it. So um, I don't know what it is, but definitely in the tournament when shots aren't falling, when, um, when things aren't going your way, when you maybe as a team get in foul trouble earlier, it just seems like it's way harder to dig yourself out of a hole. Yeah. Uh, the, and I don't know, you know, they make the NCAA tournament is what it is. It's, it's all different. You know, we're, we're going to play in big arenas. We're uh, playing with a lot of other teams, timeouts, like TV timeouts are way longer. So you're sitting on the bench. Coaches don't have anything to say. They don't even like come to the bench. Cause they're like, I can't talk to you for three minutes. I don't have that much to say. So you're just, yeah. you know, kind of sitting there. So I think it kind of gets you a little bit out of your rhythm. Um, if you're, if you're playing well, then, you know, that's one thing, but when you're playing poorly, it's easy to continue kind of going south, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, but we, we clearly we started the show by saying that you're the winningest player in Kansas history, so clearly <laughs> things went pretty well. The losses suck, but you had a lot of, a lot of uh, incredible wins. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd love to just maybe wrap up a little bit. What are you up to these days? Let all the listeners know what you're doing. I know you just had a baby boy. Congrats. Uh, Thank you. How long has it been? Is, is he one yet? Yeah, he turned one on Sunday. So July 5th, uh, he's almost a Independence Day baby. Um, yeah, a little Rome. He's, uh, he's one now. Uh, so yeah, we've got a one-year-old uh, running around the house. I'm a, I'm a physical therapist. So I, I played overseas for a season and then uh, went back to physical therapy school, got my doctorate of physical therapy from KU Med been out for uh, exactly five years, pretty much since I've been out of PT school. Um, back in Lawrence, uh, I've kind of transitioned to slowly starting to do more stuff on campus. That's kind of been my dream. My reason for coming back was I just wanted to be involved with, with KU. I love this place. I, I grew up a Kansan. I mean, there's just, there's nothing better than, than the crimson and blue. Um, so now I'm, now I'm able to, you know, work with, all of the athletes too, you know, I don't just do men's basketball, but you know, whether it be track and field or volleyball rowing, you know, I, I get to, to work with all the athletes um, on a shortened basis right now. I'd eventually love for it to be full time. And um, you know, I know coach self says, he's like, I'd love to be, have you over here full time. And hopefully eventually that I can, uh, can get over there doing that. So. Good guy to have in your corner when you're uh, trying to get somebody Bill Self on your side. So. I hope so. You know, I, I'd like to think so. I think he's got a, I think he's got a little pull around the, around the university. So hopefully, uh, hopefully having him on my side and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to have the relationship that I do. I mean, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine for playing for a better coach and a better person and a guy that's been more supportive of me and, and all of my, you know, on, on court and off court stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a blessed dude, and I'm I'm lucky to to be where I'm at, and very thankful for all the opportunities that I've had along the way. That's awesome. Well, I uh, I don't think I have anything else. B turn, you got anything? Um, hopefully, Bill's coaching long enough to coach your baby boy. <laughs> he that's what he, he he always used to ask me. You know, when I when I came back, he's like, "When are you gonna have a when are you gonna have a kid?" He's like, and then finally, I I had I finally I had one, and he's like. You know, I don't think I'm gonna be around for when he's when he's when he's coming up. I said, yeah. I said, just hey, Coach K's like 73. I mean, you you've got some 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 years left, but I don't know. I don't know how many years Coach Coach has left. You know, I, he's still so young and vibrant as a coach, and I think he'll do it as long as he enjoys it. Um, and hopefully, it's hopefully it's at Kansas for all those years too. Not for sure. I uh, I don't want to live in a world where Bill Self is coaching someone else besides Kansas that would just hurt my soul yeah that, that'd be soul crushing for a lot of us I mean you know the thing is when coach Williams left I felt like we were never going to find anybody that could have been a better fit for our university and then you know coach self comes along and now I can't imagine we could find a, a better fit than him so when that day does come I'm sure there'll be some some uncertainty with a lot of Kansas fans including myself and hopefully uh Hopefully we find that right guy. That'll be yeah. that'll be a stressful coaching search because it'll be so important to just hire the right guy. But let's hope it's twenty years down the road. Yeah, who do you, 
if I here, I'll ask you a question. If we if if we did have to have another coach, then then coach self, who who are you guys taking? Dude, <laughs> it's tough, and we talk about this a lot. I uh, oh sure, Eileen, right? I mean, Chris Beard's a hot name. You gotta love what he's mm-hmm. doing in Texas Tech. Um, the thing that people always argue about is Tony Bennett. I mean, the dude wins a ton, but he plays the most boring style of basketball. But for me, yeah. I'm like, look, he wins 30 games a year. I enjoy winning. If Tony <laughs> Bennett wants to come here, we're giving him I'm, – I'm down with it. I think sure. we're talking about Jay Wright too, don't we? Yeah, I can't, I can't see Jay Wright leaving Nova. He's got to go. Yeah, I couldn't see him leaving Nova. Yeah, I mean, when you've won in a couple of national championships at your current school – Man, that'd be a tough. That'd be a tough leave. Like he's the he's the coach K of Villanova now, so it's like yeah, crazy to leave. I don't know who do you do you have any names in mind? No, I mean, again, I that one of those things that I, I I hope I don't have to think about for a long time. You know, between uh, yeah, I mean, I think those are you know those those names you guys threw out, and then, I mean, I'm sure there's you know there's guys NBA level that who knows if they ever wanted to come back to the to the college game and. Uh, Brad Stevens. There you go. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I hope. I hope nobody. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, God, we'll, you can make uh, a case for Bill being the best KU coach ever. He has the highest winning percentage, and how many times has he been a one seed and set the record for most conference titles in a row? He just gives us a chance to win it all every year. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think his name will go down as, as. What, as one of the greats, but if not the greatest coach that we've had at, at our school. And, you know, if he can tack on another one or two national championships, I think his name will be cemented in the, you know, KU lore for forever. And it, it already is, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the coaching conversation is interesting because I feel like a lot of fans, they are going to want, they, it always seems to be like, oh, we want a former player. And I'm kind of been someone that's like, sure, if there's a former player that's killing it, that I'm interested, but let's not just hire Bill Self wasn't a former KU player, Roy Williams right. was a former KU player. So I mean Aaron Miles. We've that's what I was gonna say. We've there talked about Aaron Miles. Do you do you talk with him? Do you know much about him like as a coach or anything? Would he be someone that say it's 15, 20 years down the road? Do you think he'll be a big name in coaching? Def- I I think he will be. I mean I think he's an up and comer. The dude um talk about like a player's coach, uh, you know, coming from his pedigree of playing such high level basketball for so long. And I mean, he was, you know, the point guard of point guards, you know, at, at our school for a long time. I mean, I don't know if he, I don't, I don't even know what he is now, you know, all time assist. He, he's up there. He, he's up there. So having a guy with his knowledge, I think he's going to make a name for himself at the NBA level where he's at right now. And yeah. Uh, He'd he'd be on my short list probably in a few years uh, once he you know continues to to figure him figure out what he wants to do. So that's awesome. And then I got another question. Uh, sorry, I'm dragging this out now, but uh, you can interview us all night. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll just I'll just flip her around. I mean, let's let's think about it. This is like we're in the middle of this COVID stuff. You guys are scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to get me on the show. So this I'm probably the most boring podcast that's ever or that anyone has ever heard. So I apologize for that. Um, we, I was in the, I was in the coach's office today and we were going through Jaren's pulled up on his computer. I think it showed like the top five players, like what's your all time team from 
Kentucky, UCLA, Duke, and then Kansas. So if you guys had to pick an all-time top five of can all-time from from way back till you know last year, like one through five or just five best, pick whatever you want. If you if you want it to be your five best, that's fine. If you think, and, and I think we also said you're gonna have to win the most. Like, how are you gonna win the most games? Yeah, so you gotta you have, have point guard. you gotta have Danny and Will. Yeah, those guys are locks. I'll, I'll tell, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of what, uh, what, what some of the coaches, what their, were, what their five was. Okay. Well, yeah. I think we agree. You've got, you've got, you, you've got two. That that was. I know Coach Self had Danny and Will. And then you got to have. You got to have the truth. What'd you say? You got to have Paul Pierce. I mean, yeah, he's up there. He made he made the list. Yep. Yeah. Paul Pierce, and I think point guard's the hardest one because where do you how do you how do you pick between Sharon, Frank, Devontae? Uh, you you mentioned a guy like Aaron Miles, you go back even before Jock Vaughn, like there's so many guys. I personally always ride with Sharon. I think he was just the baddest man to ever play point guard at Kansas, even though there's obviously other stuff. I think Sharon would be my point guard. The shooting guard spots hard. B turn is strong. Your point guard. I yeah. I feel like because Tyrell said to win a game, like you're going to take Sharon against anyone. Yeah. So Sharon point guard, and I don't know. I think the popular pick is Mario Chalmers because of you know his name and mm-hmm. history. But I think like guys like JoJo White have a big, a big art a case to be made. Um, or you could even pair like a a, a Devonte and Sharon playing together or something. But yeah. um, God, I don't know. You pick your shooting guard first, B turn, and then I'll pick mine. Shooting guard. I mean, B Rush was really good. You could go Kirk Heinrich. Yeah. Tyrell Reed. Um. That's probably not happening. So let's be real here. (laughs) If nothing, I'm a a realist, and I need to be – I'm off that list, like, back in Burlington, like – 100 miles away from that list. <laughs> uh, well, put me put me down for Sharon, Mario, Paul Pierce, Danny Manning, Wilt. That's my lineup, and I'm I'm riding with that. I'm confident with that. It's a good. I don't think you can go wrong with many of those squads. Yeah, I know that we. Uh, I don't remember the exact squads, but I do remember that there was a lot of JoJo White thrown out there. That he was a bad boy and uh, definitely needs to be a. There's some JoJo uh, Embiid as well. He's oh, yeah. pretty pretty solid uh, okay. as a as a. Um, I know. I, I guess if you're going off of like how how they were at KU yeah. versus how they were in the NBA, that's another thing too. But yeah. that's a, a a tough pick. I, I I think you're right. I think the the point guard is probably the hardest spot and probably the spot that I, to me matters the least because if you got all those other guys around you, you put any, you put any of our great guards on that team and they're going to thrive. So nobody's, nobody's going to hear you pick Frank and be like, dude, what are you doing? That's a bad pick. Like, yeah. Why'd you pick Frank <laughs> yeah. national player of the year? Why'd you pick that? guy? <laughs> yeah. That's why it's hard to not pick him. Him and Sharon are kind of similar too. Just so tough, especially around the room. We, yeah. I think it goes to like your, what, what generation you kind of like, kind of fall in love with or you know we're probably all about the same age and kind of remember remember things the same so yeah. give me jeff yeah. Bosch. jojo white's there tough you I hear a lot about him but i can't even like picture what his jump shot looks like 
I mean, all I remember yeah. is that he might have stepped out of bounds. Some say he didn't. You never know. But <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. You got any more questions for us? You're pretty good. At <laughs> no, I'm, I'm t- I don't think I'm, I'm very good at it at all. No, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. And, uh, yeah, all the best to everybody in the, in the world right now. And I think we'll, we'll get through this time uh, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, and I mean, KU's obviously, in my eyes, one of the best programs ever, and you're the winningest player ever, so I feel like that says something, and 41, I think you're 41% all for your career from three, so that's pretty decent. Again, I, I just, I rode the coattails of many, many good players, I, I say, and I, I was, uh, you know, I was blessed that, you know, the freshman year, I couldn't get off the bench to senior year, I got to play you know, 28, 30 minutes a game. So uh, that was probably the coolest thing for me is just doing it in a way where I started from, I, you know, I, I had to stay at the school that I loved and I had to figure out a way to try to, to make it every year. And by the time I was a senior, I was lucky enough to, to be one of the better ones to to be out there and, and you know, maybe, maybe not one of the better ones, but, you know, with me and me and Brady maybe to, that just fits the best to, to figure out how to make everybody uh, click and work together. So um, yeah. I played with some really good pros and, and NBA guys and, and players. And I just, uh, I just hopped on for the ride, man. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be awesome to tell your kids someday, like, yeah, Morris twins play with those guys. Like they're wild. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Roman will be like, man, you play with some good players. You were a bum dad. <laughs> <laughs> pull up the Missouri three where you scream in their faces and be like, look, I was a savage. I was, yeah. I wasn't just some little scrub from Kansas. I was, there I was you a, go. So. Hit, hit one decent shot and dunk one time in your career, you know, quite, got quite the highlight reel. It's been almost a decade. We're still talking about it. So that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But Hey man, no, we, we really appreciate you coming on. Like you said, times suck right now. 2020 is the worst. So it, it'll be nice <laughs> for people to, uh, you know, you're too humble to admit it, but people will really enjoy listening back and hearing what you're up to and hearing stories that you have to tell from your time in Kansas. So we, we really appreciate it. And uh, we'd love to have Got you another time. Anytime you want to come on, we're down. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. We're, uh, it's crazy times, but you know, being a, a Jayhawk, I don't think there's ever a bad time. So, you know, we're lucky to, we're lucky to, you know, have a, a you know, we can talk about how we had the best team in the, in the country last year. And uh, we were just so good that the world was probably going to have to end. So that's yeah. <laughs> basically what's happened. A little more. All right, fellas. All right. Thank man. you. Thanks again. You, you got it.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.